Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the gang, you know, the one you never asked to be a part of. You are listening to The Grief Gang Podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. This podcast has been created to tackle the tough but important conversations around grief with authenticity, realness, and having a laugh whilst we're at it. Look, we're all going to experience grief at some point in our life, in some way or another, so it's good to talk about it so that it's not much of a nightmare when it comes knocking at our doors. Grief can be incredibly lonely and isolating, but you don't have to feel lonely alone. On this podcast, you will hear various different stories and experiences, ones that will uplift you, inspire you, break your heart, mend your heart, and get you asking yourself some big questions. Some of these stories on my own, some are from the wonderful growing grief gang community and some are from the incredible guest interviews you will most likely cry (laughs) i hope somewhere along the line you can get a giggle in but i promise you you will learn something i haven't got a clue what you'll take away but i know you will take away something so this might be weird to say given the context but happy listening friendship and grief let's talk about it my goodness I don't know why I feel a bit nervous doing this episode just as soon as I've just hit record then I don't know why I just felt a bit nervy B. friendship and grief is like possibly one of the most uh common like questions queries or like sharings that I get on grief gang I did an episode on friendship and grief. If you're an OG listener, you'll know this episode from like the very 
the very first season, the first season that was honestly about 32 episodes in the season, which was just not <laughs> a real season. I just kept going until I was like, I probably should cap this. But Friendship and Grief was one of the first ever um, handful of episodes that I did um, in the in the sort of like pilot season of the show. And I wanted to, in this now season five, five seasons later, um, or four, and I wanted to kind of, and throughout this season, touch back and touch base on uh, some of those very early episodes and to kind of, I guess, just sort of share if I feel that anything has changed from my perspective from that season and how I might approach certain topics or like share on certain topics so and I know that when I did uh, a bit of like call out on in the Instagram of saying like, you know which kind of episodes would you like me to rehash at friendship was one of them just to see potentially what's changed so like I said I'm going to give you a little like rundown of what happened with my friendships um after my mum died in 2016. If you really want to go back, you can go back to the the first season and listen to that friendship episode. But here is like the 411 on it. It all fell apart. <laughs> to be to be really blunt, it fell apart. That's the very short story. But to give a bit more context, I was put apart of like um a big-ish, medium-ish kind of like girl group. We were all really close. Um they were really close with my mum as well. Um, we just had great times together, like really, really did. And when mum died, it just kind of, as as it did, just in everyone's life, just threw a bomb into like my friendship's life and obviously into mine. And overnight, I became in every in every sense of it just a completely different person i became a different partner to joe i became like just a different colleague i became a totally different friend and so like overnight my friends had just like lost the old amber and then obviously that came with its challenges of i had now just started well started to see the world in this different light of oh my fuck like shit like this can happen and it can happen to me and it can happen to anybody that I love like can just be taken away from me and so I kind of started I guess I just started seeing the world a bit different to my friends who hadn't been like at this point touched by death or like experienced I'm not going to speak out of context potentially remembering any sort of family deaths or whatnot but like in terms of immediate deaths they hadn't been so kind of I felt like I had been given <laughs> these kind of goggles of like these new life goggles of like, here you are, Amber. Here are these like shit smid. Life is a bastard. It's not you until it's you kind of goggles. And I had to, I put them on and I could never take them off. And I'm looking at everyone and looking through these goggles and looking like, do you not see this shit? Like, do you? I'm looking like, you look naive. Like, what the hell? And I just became a bit pessimistic and you're experiencing something like that at 19 when you're very impressionable you're very just still trying to figure who the hell you are and how you navigate through the world and how you portray yourself out to the world and I can never ever doubt and never disregard that my friends were there for me through those very early months um 
after her mum's death, like they were there um, at her bedside after she died, bless them, and they got to say their goodbyes and they came to the funeral and like they were my rocks. Like I was very, very, very well supported there, and I can never ever disregard and I thank them for for that. Um, and it, it's just it's it's, it's um, my story is no different than the very I think bog average story of friendship and grief and falling apart. Um, is that just the the later months came by and everything kind of settles and life resumes and so does everybody around. I was never ever once by any of my friends told, oh well, should be over it now. Like I I could not relate to you a time a friend had said something really like whack of like oh should you be moved on now like I I thankfully never had any of that shit from my friends I had it from other people but not my friends um but it was more uh, 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 even though they didn't say it I could kind of feel they couldn't really understand why potentially like a year on like especially I remember a very poignant time of my then 20th birthday the following year so one month shy of mum's one year anniversary. Um, I really didn't want to do anything as I feel like most people kind of do feel that. Like sometimes like the first birthday after your person's died, you're just like CBA, like cannot be fucking asked. Um, and I felt that. And I think there was definitely kind of like a, a bit of an air of like, why? Like it's her birthday, like surely come on. And then kind of after that, there was there was a huge bust up between myself and one particular friend um which i won't go into heavy detail of but i can absolutely hold my hands up and say i said and did things that i wasn't proud of and that was i'm not to even diminish and be like oh it was cuz i was grieving like i'm the first to say you can't just throw up your grief card and be like oh but i'm grieving but Anger was the only emotion that I knew how to kind of display. If someone was to like, who had like (laughs) video footage of what I was like during that time and I had to watch it back, I would actually pass away on the spot because I just, I can't imagine that as me anymore. Like, don't get me wrong. I get agitated at the best of things. I I say I've got no patience. I do a bit. I get frustrated quite easily. I'll just be like, I'm a bit like just time is of the essence I don't know that's just I'm just a bit like get on with it type of thing and before anything and everything would just set me off I was always up for a row always up for a fight and now I'm like oh my god keep this peace get get me my crystals get me my oils I'm like <laughs> I just it's just not me I, I don't know I feel like I had to go I had to go through everything that I went through to be able to come out on the other side and be like that version of me is something that I don't like and I don't want to get back to there but so yeah back to kind of just when the friendship's completely falling apart um I'd pushed and pushed and pushed and kind of expressed myself through anger and everybody has their everybody has their thresholds everybody has their boundaries where they go you know actually I love you and I'm so sad that this is happening to you but I don't deserve this and some people can ride that storm I will answer this probably more in depth of like when I get to the questions because this kind of does touch on it but not every friend and talking about friends is going to be able to hold and see and be with you in your grief the way that you thought 
it's really strange like when say potentially like pre your death right you know you and your friend could have been friends for like 20 plus years whatever and that can be a real bummer because you're like well hang on you stuck with me through that and kind of why can't you stick for me through this type of thing and kind of as well i know we've definitely got a question a bit later on someone said like they supported somebody through their bereavement and then it was their turn and it kind of went Pete Tong and it's like you think it's reciprocated right there was one big heated argument and kind of actually there was one and then it fizzled and then it just it all really fizzled out and what how how I feel towards those friendships now and I have been in contact with some of them and I still do now actually um very loosely like not very close but definitely I still have love for them and I think I always will um and that's come from a place of growth for me of like I didn't I never thought I would probably publicly say like yeah I still got love for these people because I don't know it's just who I am like I'm like I don't hate you just what we went through as a as a collective and as friendships individual friendships was really sad and we were just thrown this bomb into our lives and we didn't know what to do with it none of us did and we just all kind of had to give each other a little bit of grace for me, and some of you might vehemently disagree with this, is giving grace is sometimes the most forgiving thing you can do for yourself. There were some scenarios where like, I could sit and I could stew and I could be like, well, they did this, they did that, blah, 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 blah. And it would eat me up for years later and, and I would carry that anger and hold that grudge against these people. Don't get it twisted. Like This has come from years of like <laughs> working through it and kind of being like learning to give that grace. It didn't come overnight. I know I now know what didn't work <laughs> absolutely know what didn't work so I now know well that method ain't gonna run this time if ever when I'm feeling griefy and when I'm feeling like just there's bare shit in my head going on I know that expressing myself by going oh and reclusing inwards and going everybody fuck off leave me alone you're all bastards I hate you blah blah, blah is not the way because that's not how I feel Hello, I'm Amber, your host of the Grief Gang podcast, who is already in your ear holes as you are hearing this ad because you are listening to a Grief Gang podcast episode. And I'm Poppy, the creator behind the Grief Case and previous Grief Gang guest a fair few times. We won't interrupt you for long, but we just wanted to tell you about our Patreon community, Unpacking Grief. Unpacking Grief is an intimate and exclusive community where we're quite literally unpacking grief. Through Patreon-only workshops, book clubs, live Q&As with faces and names in the grief space you know and love, we're getting through this grief stuff together. Join today and become a part of our wonderful and supportive community. Become a member and pay nothing, and we mean nothing, until the first of that month. Try before you buy. If you hate us, you can leave with no hidden fees. Joining details in the show notes. Bye! I've got a lot of friends who are obviously now grievers and bereaved because of grief gang and this wonderful wonderful community when i did that episode i had i hadn't had i didn't have a, a growing community like i so fortunately do today um and so i was kind of like just talking into the abyss like a bit <laughs> oh, i miss those days sometimes <laughs> and so but then as it, as, as it grew and i just started meeting people online and offline i've created friendships for life that are like a genuine genuine friendships and who have also loved and lost as well and so yeah my friendships 
I do I do have a large predominant um <laughs> friendships who have come through grief gang and have come through uh grief events grief workshops blah 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 and so who all do carry this like grief rucksack so it's and I do obviously I don't just have grieving friends like I have friends who have come like from school um and who aren't bereaved I have friends who have like bereaved from like years before grief gang and like but there is I'm not gonna lie there's a heavy core of people in my life like if some people said like oh, how do you know that person I'd be like oh um yeah their mum died and we can <laughs> like it's, it does kind of go down that route I actually remember at my um my birthday last year my 25th we did like a boozy brunch and I think my my, yeah, my brother and my sister-in-law came and they were like so how do you know them how do you know them and it was quite literally oh well I met them through um a grief meetup and this uh, da, 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 and a good honestly about 70% of my friends there were like grief friends and then the 30 were like my school friends my OG friends friends and stuff like that but I love that I can merge those two worlds together um and that my friends who aren't bereaved aren't scared of like oh my god all Amber's like grief friends and you know that like it's not you know we're just not just walking like grim reapers <laughs> like we've obviously all got the common denominator of yeah we've all had somebody die in our lives but still have to have a good time have to be good friends be good vibes good energy whatever you know we're still human beings we can we can be just human beings we're not just totally attached to our deaths and and how we met and through what we met you know um so yeah my friendships now look very merged and very um diverse in the in the terms of death and not death <laughs> like related um but more so of what I really meant with this question of what my friendships look like now is that it is healthy in the way of do you know what it was to really break down of like why anger was the most comfortable and familiar emotion for me was because yeah like being just like sad and being vulnerable and like breaking down in front of a friend or having a cry just was like you can't do that Amber like you're not allowed to do that just I would stop myself and like I definitely I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't still do that today I absolutely I'm absolutely more for private crying <laughs> like when I mean crying I mean like sobbing like your big ugly crying but I I do shed a tear all the time with friends and whatnot but the big uncontrollable sobs sometimes they're just for me and the bathtub and the bottle of rosé do you know what I mean um so <laughs> so I am it's definitely sometimes still work in progress to really break down the barriers with friends and kind of be like yeah I'm finding this rough or I'm kind of thinking about this part of my grief and my mum um but it is thousands 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 of times upon better dialogue and um communication of what my previous friendships were which I'm very very grateful for I think that's a good spot to end on on kind of my catch-up and where I'm at but in a very very nutshell big nutshell things have changed and it is very much down to this community and just getting out there and meeting other people in the community who who are bereaved who understand bereavement and grief because with me for me I'm gonna speak for me I can always only speak for me sometimes I feel like you're gonna learn um you're gonna hear other people's stories their experiences how they did things how they didn't do things and you can take what you like take what you don't and then you can bring it into your like personal circle like what I used to do was kind of like I'd be on like grief gang kind of 
like I don't know, like having the big conversations there, like just online or just here on the podcast. And then when it comes to like my personal circles and talking like about the stuff there, like I'd remember like when friends would like bring up stuff like I've put on my Instagram or that I've put on the podcast. And I'd be like, oh my God, no, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Like, no. And they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you put it on your Instagram. Like, why can't I, why can't I ask you about it? And I'd like recoil, but then I'd be like, no, like, if they're, if we're meeting each other in the middle, we, like, we need to meet each other in the middle here. So yeah, that's, I'm going to park it there. That's where I am. I'm very, I feel very um, grateful and like having a moment of gratitude that in three coming up four years from that episode, that things have changed for the better. Um, and that it took a lot of work it took a lot of inner work and accountability and reflection and holding hands up and being like this is where I played my part and this is where some played their part and it is what it is and as I said to give grace and to forgive yourself if you can to forgive others and just release that shit because I held on to that shit sometimes for a little bit too long um, and all it did was eat me up Okay, so these are anonymous ones as well. I love this anonymous link so much. Many friends didn't step up in the way that I thought and it has put a wedge there for me. But it also showed me who my true friends were. Friends who came to the funeral, friends who just listened, friends who remember the date and check in. Okay, anyone who's listening who is supporting a grieving friend, right, put the date of the death anniversary in your diary put it in your google calendar right now i also made new friends through shared grief experiences see i'm not the only one i'm not the only one a friend gave me flowers my mum's favorites on my mum's birthday this year the sweetest gesture it made me feel so special that she would remember my mum with me on the first birthday without her love that I've lost a whole friendship group due to them not caring and stopped inviting me places. You know what? I had that bit. I'm not going to bring up bygones with bygones, but I had a little bit of that and it sucks. It feels just like really school ground, doesn't it? It feels really school ground. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This one I found really interesting and I want to speak on it. Because I can relate heavily 
My friend and I have lost our mums in the last couple of years. She worries that we trigger and make it worse for each other when we talk about our mums. No one else understands my grief like she does. She doesn't realise that I couldn't navigate this terrible path without her holding my hand. That's a really interesting one. And I'm I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, your friend's wrong, this is and that. Whatever your friend for some reason has, has said that, like potentially this is a boundary that she's put potentially she is feeling triggered that's why she's saying she worries that we're triggering each other potentially she's feeling triggered but me and my best friend she lost her mum too she lost her mum a long time before me we we're definitely not the t- like two friends who are like just constantly talking about our dead mums like talking about we more make dead mum jokes like <laughs> I, i'm not even going to repeat them i'm not even going to repeat them because they're quite bad and that's coming from me who shares a lot of dark it was quite bad we're quite bad anyway um so we're not kind of like but we do like when we are feeling a little something we'll just be like do you ever get this or like do you and we just have a little talk and we do so that I don't know like me that's me and my best friend we're like we're not like heavy on it um but the door is obviously always there and we will always talk to like if we need to because because I know that she knows and she knows that I know like it's as you said she doesn't I think she does probably realize that you couldn't you can't navigate this path without her it could just be that she's having a really difficult time like that's what I'm thinking of but yeah she worries that we trigger each other I think she I think she might be feeling potentially like a bit triggered sometimes at the conversations you're having and so maybe just having that honest conversation of like just asking her like are you feeling triggered like if I talk to you about my mum and finding like a common ground of like okay and you say in your piece of like, but I, I do find lots of comfort talking to you because we both experience it and whatnot. And just meeting each other where you're at of like finding a nice ground. It could just be like a season that she's in. She's thinking, I just can't deal with the mum talk right now. Like it's too much for me. Um, and she's your bestie. Your bestie's your bestie for a reason. You can talk. You should be able to like hash things out and just say what you need to say. So I hope that's helpful. I don't know. <laughs> absolute shambles but now I have the two bestest friends love that love that but gutted that they never knew my mum the people I thought would stay left and the people I never imagined being in my life supported me more than I could ever ask it's a shame but nobody my age 19 at the time understands so they leave that last bit really got but yeah it's a shame but nobody my age and you know what is again going back to giving grace of more of like we were 19 how on earth were we meant to know, like any, any of us, to know any better in a way? Oh, here's a stinker. One of my closest friends at the time, the only friend that made the effort to come to the funeral, said to me just under two months after the death of my mother that it's been like two months as if I should have been over it. Lol. I would love to know. Do you know what I really want to do? And <laughs> If I say it out loud, I'm going to have to do it because that's just how my brain works. I want to like take like a microphone to the streets and just ask the general public of like, how long do you think before somebody should stop grieving and just see what numbers come out? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I'd get like a one month for out of somebody. I know someone would be like, I just know I'd, I don't be whack, but I feel like I want to do it. I want to find out what the general, how long the general public actually think it's okay to grieve and what that looks like. <laughs> I can't do it, honestly.
Okay. A friend who really helped always asked me twice how I was doing. First time I'd always answered the pleasantries, nine times out of 10. And the second time she'd get me weeping with all the real feelings coming out. I'm now helping her through her own grief and I'm glad I can be that person for her. Love that. That double ask. I'm absolutely like you as well. Somebody asked me, you're right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, And then, yeah, are you really right? No, I'm not fucking okay. That is me. Me to a T. What a good friend. And she, that's like, she knows you. She knows you. And she knows, she can see that look in your face. She's like, you're lying to me, bitch. Like, you are lying to me. My bestie's like that. One of my closest friends didn't show up for me as I needed. In hindsight, I realised she had her own mental health difficulties, but definitely led to resentment on my part. And our friendship now is not the same. Massively let down by friend one in particular that I thought would be there for me. I was a huge part of her support system when she was going through a really tough time with grief. I listened and made sure to remember important dates, etc. I had one message, that's it, friendship over, painful and lonely. This is the one message I was referring to earlier of like, sometimes you can, like, you can be there and support somebody through their through their grief and then when it's kind of time time for it to flip around and you hope that it would be reciprocated since it's just not the case and it is a real fucking shocker and you're like oh damn okay uh at the time i felt they were useless on something about the word useless <laughs> although i'm laughing it's not even funny i don't know why the word useless just always cracks me up i don't know why you're useless it's a real it's a real it's a real dig i do use it sometimes that's what makes me laugh at the time i felt they were useless on reflection maybe they just had an innocence i envied that part that fucking part is that honestly when i read this one i was like oh oh jump scare um i was like I definitely, I tried to tell myself that I wasn't. And even now probably would be like, no, I didn't envy my friends. Like I wasn't like, no one likes to admit if they're a bit jealous, isn't it? No, jealousy. I used to really think jealousy was like a really ugly feeling. And it's not, it's like kind of what you do then with jealousy is natural. Jealousy is very natural feeling in life, right? If somebody's like, oh, don't get jealous. You're like, you're a fucking lying bastard. And it's what you do with jealousy that then can then become ugly. That's how I see it anyway. If you're going to act upon your jealousy and do something really malicious and calculated, then get the fuck out of here. But jealousy is a very natural thing. And I think definitely I felt that jealousy. Yeah, I would definitely look at my friend's like scenarios and be like, oh, nice to be you in it. Like, nice for that. And then this one will end on a nice one. I have a friend that sends me a gift every morning and it's almost the third anniversary. Love that. Three years gone and she's going on love that sending the gifts right let's get into some questions shall we? these are some questions from gg community uh the, again these are kind of all questions that kind of came up quite frequently and just of all i've amalgamated them all down to the most common ones okay do you regret how your friendship at the time turned out no <laughs> I, i'm gonna be so no um I, as i said earlier i touched on it i regret how i uh, reacted and held myself i do not regret how the friendships turned out at the time how do you communicate today with your friends i communicate today with my friends through 
I, I think the best way for me, like I still, as I was saying earlier, I still don't have the easiest of times being like, I'm really struggling today. Like I'm feeling a bit down. Like I've had a big cry. Um, I might more prompt to being like sharing something of like that I've been watching and kind of being like almost wanting that to be like a bit of like a flag to be like, mm, I'm a bit sad. I'm a bit sad. Um, so like, <laughs> I might be like, oh have you watched this series like it's really sad it really reminded me and I'll kind of maybe slip in there like oh it reminded me of this with my mum and made me think about that I know my best friend does that too like we both kind of do things like that we'll kind of slip in like oh you know like that um so kind of that's how I, I kind of communicate through that still and kind of if there are times like when I don't know it's expected of me to I don't know show up for something and I'm not really feeling it it's it's a weird one because you know what it is like to be dead dead honest with you pardon the pun like my grief at this current stage of recording doesn't all encompass me like it doesn't debilitate me like it did on the first ever recording of this friendship um episode and so um it feels easier to communicate when you're not in like the depths of the storm does that make sense I'm kind of thinking about that out loud here right now if that does make any sense at all. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's a lot easier to communicate the further I've gotten away from it, but it's, that's not to say I've gotten away from my grief, not at all, but it's, um, I understand it more. That's, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. I understand my grief more and therefore I'm able to articulate it and share it more. I'm the strong friend, the one that everyone comes to with their shit. I find it hard to say I'm struggling and I need help because I fear it means that they can't they can't come to me for support. I'm scared to let them in that not everything is okay all of the time. Wow. Yeah, I remember why I picked this one. Um yeah, I feel this big time. When you kind of are the, the go-to person for everybody, um, everybody kind of sees you as the pillars and sees you as the strength um it is hard to say like actually the pillar is crumbling a little bit and the pillar needs another couple of pillars just to help it stand up a little bit um you need to you need to say that you need help you need to let what it feels like to me and I'm going to say this and um, don't come for me you need to let your pride aside you need to put your pride aside because if you don't put your pride aside you're going to crumble and it's going to be even potentially more difficult from ground zero to come back again and like build build up again asking for help is not a weakness it's a real strength to actually go you know what I can see that this might not be going the way that I, I want it to and how I feel like it was going to and understanding and recognizing that a little bit of help here could you know do a bit of some damage control here I'm so like you like I'll ask for a bit of help but I'm like a, a bit of like control free I don't have a control thing really but just having that pride so in that show you need to put your put your pride aside and your friends any good friend after you have to under, I feel like in the sign of friendships that it will it will alternate sometimes you will be the strong friend sometimes your friend will be the strong friend for you and it should alternate and that sometimes it's 80 percent, sometimes it's 20 percent. like it it changes and any good friend and friendship circle i think should be able to adapt to that especially in times of grief friend supporting a grieving friend here thank you for all the work you do it's truly opened my eyes to what my friend is potentially dealing with so i'm very grateful oh 
what were or what have you heard has been really comforting when supporting a grieving friend? I must admit, I'm so scared of getting it wrong sometimes. Oh my God, that last sentence. <laughs> Let me work backwards. I must admit, I'm so scared of getting it wrong sometimes. Babes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to be the bearer of it's not actually bad news. I'm not going to say bearer of bad news because it's not. You will absolutely 100% do or say something wrong to your grieving person. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to be totally 100 fucking real. You will absolutely put your foot in your mouth and it's okay. Guess what? It doesn't make you a dickhead. It doesn't make you a bad friend. It doesn't make you a friend who doesn't listen to their person. You're trying. For what for me is like for people who have like put their foot in their mouth and said the wrong things and you're like, oh my God. It's all about the comeback. It's all about accountability. If you can hold your hands up and be like, oh my God, I fucked up there. Or like if your friend you were to do something wrong and your friend was to pull you up and say like, that really upset me what you did there or that wasn't cool. If you can take accountability and go do you know what I'm so sorry I want to learn better I want to do better by you um you can ask how how they best want to be supported so I'm just simply asking but then and as well bearing in mind that oh, essentially asking a grieving person like you know how can I support you sometimes they're like oh, I don't even know what support that even looks like like sometimes you you have kind of got to be out in the wind on your own a little bit it's like even afraid <laughs> out in the dark and I don't even know <laughs> if you've been listening for a while you know I make up my own sentences and sometimes yeah like asking your friend or uh, up direct and in front of them and being like what do you need from me sometimes they're like I don't know like you figure it out sometimes you have got to figure out it's all trial and error and that's kind of like this area that you will potentially probably slip up and do something wrong but you're trying you're actively trying and you even being here today and writing in is very very testament that you are trying um and yet you're saying yeah, what what were or what have you heard has been really comforting with supporting grieving friend just being quite consistent in what you're doing like on that um the the previous sharings the lady said of some a friend just sending a gif every morning if that's something you feel like your friend would appreciate why not do it again kind of like I feel like sometimes our pride gets in the way of us as human beings of like oh well I don't want to seem needy I don't want to seem a bit pushier in their face like if someone needs space, I'll tell you. They might tell you politely, they might tell you not, they might tell you to fuck off, but at least you've tried. So keep putting your face there and whatever that looks like for your friend. Like you you know them. You know if they're, if they're close enough friends, you'll know them and you'll know what their personality and the characteristics are like. And it's all a bit of trial and error. Keep listening to the podcast, my podcast, other people's podcasts, books. Keep immersing yourself in the grief world and doing up the reading so that you then have the knowledge and the language as well. So like if when your friend is if and when they're ready to talk about it they've got someone who you know even though you haven't experienced this and you won't know potentially the true depths of of, of what they're feeling you'll be able to just have yeah that sort of basic bit of knowledge and just be that empathetic and listening ear right we're going to leave it on this one I honestly can't listen to my friend's bullshit. Sometimes I know that's not kind or what a friendship is about, but I can't stand to listen to her moan about trivial shit when I'm going through what I'm going through. Sometimes I think, can you hear yourself? Help. Am I the arsehole? Lol. 
No, you are not the asshole. This is something that I feel like is very, very, very common. And to keep it very short and sweet on this, because I, I feel like I have touched on this on an episode before, is that, as you said, it's not what a friendship is about. I totally understand that it can be really difficult to sit through like a friend's, like what feels to you something that's trivial, but to them it does feel like their world is falling apart. And so kind of you have to just be there for your friend and kind of a bit bite your tongue and be like, mm, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. You know, just stroke their back and give them what they want to hear a little bit because you'd want them to do that for you a little bit. They might be thinking, oh God, here we go. And you'd hope that they'd show up for you you want them to show up for you like you know and likewise vice versa you want to show up for each other that's it for the questions thank you to everybody who wrote in today as i said it was be it was a very very heavily requested and very popular and and written into episode because it is so varied and nuanced etc so i hope that's been a helpful episode and keep fighting the good fight of <laughs> friendships and grief because they're tricky. Um, and we've, like I said, we've all got our experiences with it, whether they are good or bad. Thanks for tuning in this week. I truly appreciate every single person who listens to the show. By doing so, you're actually helping more people find the show and in turn support themselves. You can keep up to date and become part of the Grief Gang community by following us on social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. Check out our website and blog too and if you fancy, you can sign up to our newsletter where you will receive regular emails and first to knows on events and workshops. All links for the above are in the episode footnotes. Big love, look after yourself and I will see you next week. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 